Hello, hello, hello. I am so excited to welcome you back to season two of the Late Afternoon Show. I am your host, Tim Olari, and we are so excited about our guest today. We have (laughs) a titan. I mean, this guy is a beast. Jeff Hoffman is the chairman of the Global Entrepreneurship Network. He was one of the original executives for Priceline. Um, All those kiosks and self-check-ins things that you see at the airport, that was because of him. I mean, this guy is a worldwide motivational speaker. He's a best-selling author. He's a Hollywood film producer. He is a Grammy-winning jazz album producer. He is a producer of an Emmy Award-winning TV show. I mean, this guy has done it all, and he graces us with his presence on the Late Afternoon Show. If any of the things that we talk about today resonate with you as meaningful, consider downloading the episode, consider subscribing, consider following us, and joining our community on MrMeaningfulWork.com. But we will get you right into the show. We love to hear your feedback in the comments, in the review. We'll see you. Welcome to the stage, Mr. Jeff Hoffman. What's up? After you've been hanging out with Pitbull, you got to have some dance moves in you, man. (laughs) it's not the dance moves man it's that everything he says is a lyric speaks poetically and sometimes we're together and i'll look at him and i'll say well that's not fair what am i supposed to say now (laughs) people always say to be fair i am a lyricist this is what i do for a living (laughs) you've been practicing this for a while like he's gonna try on the dancing that's for sure that is what's up. Well, Jeff, I am so happy to see you, to have you on our show. Um, for folks that are just joining us for the live, we're going to be joining us in the rebroadcast. If you're catching this later, um, uh, we have Jeff Hoffman. His title is Global Entrepreneur. Global Entrepreneur. That is what he is dubbed as. Um, and Jeff, if you don't mind, I don't, you know, when you go to like a, uh, you go to a dinner party and there's couples and everybody's trying to meet each other and there's always <laughs> that question of, well, how did you guys meet? And they kind of look at each other to see like who's going to tell the story. If you would allow me to tell the story of how we met, it's all you, man. <laughs> Jeff, it was like six years ago. Six years ago, I was like you, dabbling in some you know startups and businesses and different things, and I had a, a fitness platform called Work It that I was trying to get off the ground. And so I reached out to a friend of mine, uh, Natalie King, um, just to ask her, I was like, hey, you know, we have this fitness thing. We'd love for you to be the face of it. And, you know, she's obviously really busy. And she said, yeah, I'll think about it. But there's somebody I want you to talk to. And so she gave me your name and reached out. And, you know, we started chatting a little bit, but obviously your life is a movie. And it was just craziness, different travel engagement and things like that um, that didn't allow it to work out. And I would check in maybe every six months, every year, every couple of years with, a quick yep. with, <laughs> with email address was working at that time. Uh, <laughs> and, and then funny enough, last year down in L.A., I went to an event. It was last year, the year before. And the panelists, there was a couple guys, Tim Salau, Mr. Future of Work. 
um, and another gentleman who she made Gashugi. And this guy is just a movie in and of itself. Some of the crazy things that he's done. Yeah, for sure. And the excellence. I mean, it's just crazy. And so I was sharing with him the story. Um, I was like, yeah, you know, I've been trying to get in touch with some folks. And you know, I've been trying to get in touch with Jeff Hoffman. He's like, Jeff Hoffman? He's like, oh, you know Jeff? <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, he's the sweetest guy. He's, you know, really cool, very, you know, big into, um, you know, entrepreneurship and empowering and, you know, just the sweetest guy. And so that was like, it's just more motivation for him. We got to, we got to get in touch. And lo and behold, here we are, 2021, where we have you on our Here show. we are. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. What have you been up to? Uh, you know, I'll tell you, for the most part during this pandemic, we were looking at all the small businesses and entrepreneurs that are dying in this country, right? Mm. They can't survive. If you close, if I only own a little restaurant, a barber shop, whatever it is, and you close it, and people aren't allowed to go out, there's no way to stay in business. So we know what the U.S. government did. They created the PPP program to save small businesses. But let me tell you, Tim, we saw the data after a while. And the data was, I'll give you an example, 90% of all black-owned businesses in the U.S. that applied did not get it. Wow. 91% of all Latino, Hispanic-owned businesses did not get it. 80-something percent of all women, female-owned businesses. So what we said was, this ain't right. We got to do something. And, you know, I'm in my office because behind me is all the stuff I believe in. But I'm shifting this because when people ask me, people say, man, why don't you just retire, go golf or something? The reason is the four words on the top in big block letters there. That's what what I live my life by. There is no they. Mm. It's you. They don't help those people. Mm. They don't go save black-owned businesses or Latino businesses. There is no they, man. It's you. And that is my fundamental belief in life. So we said, let's just do something about it. And so we, uh, my organization, the Global Entrepreneurship Network, teamed with some friends at a small business resource company called Hello Alice. We just created our own grant program. And so we've been giving out cash um, to small businesses all over. It's not a loan. We're just giving out money. Yeah. And $10,000 at a time, all the way up to fifty grand. it's not wow. government money, it's private money. We're just trying to help people get through this that the government wasn't helping. And so that's where some of you might have seen uh, Pitbull as uh, not only uh, my, my good friend, but my business partner. He and I did television commercials, public service announcements, telling people, uh, we're here to help you. So we've spent a lot of time during 2020 trying to save as many small businesses in America that are minority owned as we could through that program. By the way, if anybody still needs help, it's COVID19businesscenter.com. You can go there to apply, but that's what I've been up to for the most part. Wow. That is. And so how is that by way of like applications and funds that have been given out? Um, Is it like an ongoing Fund it is an ongoing thing. Millions of dollars in funding to nice. uh, small businesses and entrepreneurs all over the country. And we will continue to do that. We also provide uh, mentorship as well. Uh, nice. We try to give them some guidance. Um, yeah. One of the interesting things, by the way, in the small business world, uh, we especially look at this again in minority owned businesses. And, and our primary focus was on black and Latino communities because they were hit, hit the hardest. Mm. Um, but, they traditionally don't do a good job of scaling. If you own a restaurant, I'll stick with my example, or a bar, a salon, yeah. a barber shop, 
um, they don't have a tendency to grow that to three and then five and then 20. They have a tendency to own their own one shop, one yeah. location, one business. And the reason is because no one has ever provided the education on how do I grow my business? How to That's why we do mentoring, to try to teach people how to grow their business and take it to the next level. That's good. And if anybody knows about business and scaling and growth, it is you. You have been in the industry and so many in entertainment and music and tech and, you know, travel, you know, and all these different things. Um, what what would, what did you learn by way of scaling and growth? Um, if you were to just consummize that in you know, one or two bullet points in your experience that you then teach to these uh, to these new guys. Yeah, and that's what I spend a lot of time doing. I, at this point in my life, I spend most of my time mentoring, trying to give back by teaching people how to help themselves, right? Yeah. Entrepreneurship's not a job, man. It's a mindset. Mm. It's a mindset of saying, instead of accepting the life I have, I'm going to build the one I want. Mm. And it just so happens that entrepreneurship is just a set of skills you use to go create your own future. Instead of mm. complaining about things, go do something about it. Yeah. So we... We spend time mentoring and teaching people how to build them. And I'll, I'll just share a couple real yeah. quick. By the way, I've only ever written, written Tim one book, and it's called Scale. It's literally a book about how to scale a business. But, more in there. but here is the first one. The first one is realizing that you can't do this yourself. Hmm. The key to success is to surround yourself with people smarter than you. Build a team. So every day of your life, you should be building your network. You know what, Tim? Wherever I go, I talk to strangers. When I'm in line at a grocery store, I'm just randomly talking to people. When I'm waiting at a restaurant, everywhere I go in an airport, I talk to everybody and get to know people because the person standing next to you might be the person that changes your life and you never even True. said hello. True. Right? Do I get a lot of awkward crickets chirping silence? Yeah. Sometimes people are looking at me like, dude, don't make me call security. <laughs> For the most part, I spend my time, what I'm doing is building my network. I'm meeting people. I'm learning what they're asking them, their story, finding out what they're all about. So whenever I started a company, I already had a list of the people that were smarter than me that I needed to call right away. So that's the first one. There is an ancient, I think it's an African proverb that says, um, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Right? True. You need to build a team and stop trying to do this yourself. I'll give you a second tip for how to grow and yeah. how to scale. And the second one is to – this is the way I always phrase it. Win a gold medal at one thing. Quit trying to do 12 things in your life and thinking, man, I got these 12 side hustles going. I'll run yeah. all these different businesses. That's fine for a side hustle. <laughs> but if you are trying to launch a business and have yeah. it grow, you need to put all your focus onto the thing in your life you think you can win a gold medal at. That's why I use that analogy. Yeah. There's something you know you can be good at. And of all the other things you're working on, one of them you know in your heart, I can really do this one. The other ones, I'm giving it a shot. But this is the thing I can crush. Yeah. So go find something in the world that you can crush, that you can win a gold medal in, and drop everything else. you got to have the discipline to say no to all the noise. Back in the days, uh, uh, you know, I was part of a lot of startups like Priceline.com, Booking.com, Uvid.com. Um, in those days, 
uh, let's take the Priceline days when somebody would come to us and say, hey, I want to talk about something. Our answer was, if you're not in this office to tell us a better way to get more people in hotel rooms, come back next year. You have to learn to say no to everything except the yes. one thing you're going to win at. Yes. Those are just two examples of things you got to do if you really want to grow a business. That is gold in and of itself. And where is Scale available? Where is the book available? It's on Amazon. That's, on that's, Amazon? The, easiest, that's the easiest place, yeah. Okay. So what I'm going to do for anybody that is watching with us um, right now or watching with us later, um, if you guys go and uh, fill out the form on MrMeaningfulWork.com um, and just let me know that you want the Scale book, um, Mr. Meaningful Work is going to get one and get it out to folks. Um, thank you so much, Jeff, for, for those tidbits. So if you want the scale book, you can go and buy it yourself. But if you want it courtesy of Mr. Meaningful Work, just go on the website, MrMeaningfulWork.com, um, fill out the form, email me, let me know that you want that, um, and we will uh, we will get that out to you. Um, so Jeff, before we jump into um, the next part of our of our interview, um, we like to play games here on the show. We like to play, <laughs> we like to interact with our uh, with our guests, and so you also have in your repertoire of experience. You do movies. You're a movie producer. Yeah. So I took a break from tech. I didn't want my whole life to be logical, left brain, technical stuff. And I absolutely love entertainment, music, film, television. So I took a break from tech. I started a music company and a film company along the way. Uh, we did. I took some years off. We went on tour. We did concerts and tour promotion. We were even blessed enough to actually win a Grammy, uh, which was an insane moment in my life. Then we yeah, uh, did. You go up on stage? Uh, yeah, we. I, I was there. Yeah, we uh, won a Grammy for. Uh, um, uh, for the best jazz album that year, uh, jazz album of the year. And then we launched, we did a, I started a film company. Honestly, Tim, here's the thing. What were the odds that the, let's take the film company movie business was going to succeed extremely low, right? Everybody said to me, you know, everybody in the world's making their independent film and it's never yeah. going to be in a theater near you. 98% yeah. of them will never see the light of day. Yeah. But here's the thing I said before, entrepreneurship is a mindset. When I told my friends I'm going to go make a movie, and actually the number of people kept telling me is 97% of independent films fail. And I was mm. like, yeah, I heard you. And they're like, and you're going to do this anyway? Yes. And even though what part of 97% failure rate are you not understanding? But the entrepreneurial yeah. mindset, you know what I remember thinking oh. at the time, Tim? I remember thinking, hey, can someone get me the phone numbers of those other three people? <laughs> <laughs> Three people figured this out, and I just yes. want to be one of the three. I don't care about the 97. Yeah. Don't fear failure. Fear not trying. Yes. I, I've never been afraid to fail. I've been afraid to go my whole life wondering if I could have ever made a movie. Yeah. So you know what? Get off the couch and go give it a shot. If it's yeah. not meant to be, the world will tell you that and it won't work. So I gave it a shot, started a company, decided to go make a movie. Uh, the first film we made was a horror flick. Uh, our, our, me and my business partners, we, uh, we wrote it, shot it, directed it, produced it. All of us are even in it. Um, it's a little horror flick. It's called cabin fever. Um, it's on Hulu. It's on Netflix right now. We managed to get it sold in 47 different countries and thousands of theaters. And as silly as it was, yeah, it wound up being a, uh, the movie wound up being a success. 
so uh, anyway, yeah, I, I love the business. I love I love the performing arts and media, music, film, television. I love it. I love it. So not only and so in the jazz, in the in the music, were you actually playing and and no, I did. So when you're producing an album, there's really two parts. Um, there's it's the same really in the film business too. There are producers that are music producers. They're writing. But there are producers that are putting together the whole business, yeah. right? You need studios, you need musicians, you need mastering, engineering, you need yeah. marketing, you need distribution, you need contracts. So um, my part as a producer was the business of music, but yeah. I was not writing or playing music. Yeah. And my, you know, our, our, our producing partner, he was in the studio actually yeah. performing and doing the music part. It's the same in the film business. Yeah. If you're not an actor and you don't know how to operate a camera, uh, a lot of I was the executive producer. The executive yeah. producer role is to be the CEO. You, this is still a business. It's the music business. It's the movie business, right? Yeah. So you need business people as well. That's where I found a place that I could contribute value to as well. That is awesome. That is awesome. So in that line, and Mama, see a question here. We'll definitely get to that. Um, thank you, Lydia, for, she's saying, loving this simple, direct, digestible, palatable. Thank you so much um, for the feedback. So we're going to do movie trivia, all right? So we're going right, to we'll give you a shot. <laughs> we're going to give you five questions and see how you do since you're successful. I mean, you were one of the three that made it in that 97% uh, uh, rate. So let's see. So our first question, easy one. We're going to start off easy. What was the first feature-length animated movie ever released? The first feature-length animated? Yeah. Are, we, are we talking Bugs Life or before that? Before that. Feature-length animated movie ever released. Well, the, that would probably be uh, the Disney, the Steamboat Willie. Wouldn't it? Isn't that Mickey Mouse? Full length. That, you're close. It is Disney. Full length was, uh, what was that thing called? Phantasm or something. Fantasia? Fantasia, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, the first full-length movie ever released, animated full-length movie, was Snow White and the Seven Doors. Oh, wow. Okay. I yeah. knew it was Disney. I knew it was yeah. Disney. Yeah, Disney. You were, was yes, yes, you, were, you were in the studio. Like, you were in I was the in the neighborhood just at the wrong house. <laughs> Here's another good one. So in The Matrix, easy, does Neo take the blue pill or the red pill? Oh, holy crap. I believe, wasn't it the red one? Is that your final answer? Yes. Yes, it was the yes. red pill. I'm, I'm picturing that scene. <laughs> you got it. You got it. All right, next question for you. Um, do you do you watch uh, Jurassic Park? I did, yes. All right. So where's my question? I just lost it here. No, All that right. was the question, and I got it right. The question was, do you watch Jurassic Park? And I said, yes. Next question. I you, you create your own reality. Like, this is, this is how the world is going to look for me. Here we go. This is a good one. What The head of what kind of animal is front and center in an infamous scene from The Godfather? Oh, that's you're talking about the horse's head. You got it. You got it. You got it. The, okay, and the, the answer to the Jurassic Park question was the T-Rex. Well, T-Rex answers, answers it all. Um, 
Okay, here is here's one. Since you played in your own movie, uh, what Hollywood movie star plays himself in Zombieland? Um, oh my god, is it is not is it Woody Harrelson? No, Zombieland crap. Um, I can even see him now. Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank. Just tell me. I can even see it in my head. I'll think of it the second we go off the air. Bill Murray. Ah, Bill Murray. Okay. <laughs> and he's, you he's, did good. You did good. Funny <laughs> as he always is. Jurassic Park question and the blue pill and the red pill <laughs> question. So you're good. You're good. Um, so I love movies, man. I love movies just as much as I love music. That's awesome. That's awesome. I was actually this morning. My son was kept on. We we're driving to. We we're driving to school, and he kept on pestering me. He's like, it was quiet. He's like, Daddy, put some music on. Put some music on. Put some music on. So I put on jazz. I put on like jazz piano. Um, he's like, Dad, this is a bit boring. I was like, Don't, don't insult me. Like this is this is grown folk music. You will learn to appreciate. You'll learn to appreciate this. Um, hey, when we did when we did music tours, we did pop back then. We did concerts with NSYNC and Britney Spears and Backstreet wow. Boys, Boys to Men. That was the time I was doing music. I was blessed enough that I got to produce shows and tours with those people, and it was such high energy music. Uh, awesome. It was just a really fun time, and it was an absolute blessing uh, uh, to be in the right place at the right time, building a music biz. And I just want to say something about that to everybody listening. Um, I'm going to say it again. There's nothing wrong with failing. The shame in life is in not trying. Yeah. Right. So give yourself a chance. You miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take. So at least take it. Yeah. I can live with all this. I failed at a bunch of stuff and I can live with all that stuff. But what yeah. you can't live with is spending your whole life every time you go to a concert wondering if you could have been part of that. Yeah. Just try it. So that's why we launched the music company and the, the, the Grammy was just an absolute cherry on top we never expected. We, wow. We've been producing TV. Uh, and, you know, uh, uh, two years ago, we won our first Emmy uh, for a show that I'm the executive producer of. You know, that was an unbelievable moment. Wow. But it never happens if you don't give yourself the chance. Exactly. So I, I just want to make sure I leave people with that message, man. Just, just go for it. I read this thing recently that talked about sort of philosophy in life that I agree with. The fact that, you know, the goal of life is not to wind up neatly dressed in a pine box, right? And everybody crying at your funeral one day. Uh, <laughs> the goal is to come flying in. The, it, the quote was something like this. To come flying in with your hair a mess, a piece of chocolate in one hand, a glass of wine in the other, right? And you come flying into the end of your life and you say, woohoo, man, what a ride that was. That was awesome. Make, yeah. make your life something worth living. I'm yeah. not telling you to be irresponsible mm. at all, right? You got to take care of people. You got to pay bills. What I'm telling you is to look for a way to combine the things you care about, right, with your responsibilities. And I'll just say, Tim, my first company ever, I had a corporate job and I quit it because I hated it. Mm. And when I quit, I was broke and I was unemployed and everybody was yelling at me and mad and I was hungry. I was broke, man. My parents were mad at me for quitting my job, but I just couldn't. I had a good salary. I just didn't have a good life. Yeah. And I'm just going to tell you what I wanted from my life was to get out of the little town I grew up with, with a, a single mom and no money or anything. We didn't have anything. Single yeah. mom, four kids. I wanted to see the world. And my friends laughed at me. Jeff, no one's going to pay you to see the world. And I was like, well, then maybe there's a way I can pay myself. 
Mm-hmm. So the first company I ever started, um, if you guys have ever checked in at an airport to those, there's a kiosk in the airport. You walk over and check yourself in. That was my first invention. Um, I was 20 something years old, created that product, sold those in airports all over the world. And I got a chance to see the world. My goal was to visit 50 countries before I die. But my job, I created my own job, which was to fly to a different country every week to install these machines in airports. So I have now been to, I think, uh, Tim, it's 97 countries. But the crazy part is I got paid to do that. Why? Because I created a business that solved a problem in the industry I wanted to be in. So that's the important thing for you guys to know. If you want to live your life, not not the life other people are telling you, you want to live whatever your life you want to live. Mine was traveling. Yeah. uh, Then you've got to become valuable to the people you want to be around. I wanted to be around the travel industry. So I found a way to become valuable to them. Mm. You become valuable to people by solving a problem they can't solve. I fixed a problem in airline, in airports, long lines to check in. Once I said, hey, check this out, I created this kiosk. Everybody in the airline industry wanted to talk to me. And suddenly I found a way to both get paid and to live my dream of traveling. So for all of you listening, whether yours is fashion, farming, I don't care what it is, whatever your dream is, become valuable to the people that run that industry by solving a problem Mm -hmm. that those people can't solve. When you become a good problem solver, which is all an entrepreneur really is, the sky's the limit for you. Man, are you guys hearing? These are nuggets. These are gems. Get your rings out and put the gem on it because he is giving them out. Yo, I want to, and you, and I think you kind of touched on this and you know, we're coming to our time here, but you touched on this a little bit. Um, so since last year, I've been building this brand around meaningful work. So I took on the nomenclature of Mr. Meaningful Work because I wanted to explore. I've heard that term kind of thrown around so much, um, but there wasn't any kind of like practical applicable use um, of its principles. And so over the last year, what I've been doing is really just crowdsourcing, exploring, figuring out what that is. Um, and so I want to ask you, and so I'm asking folks, you know, what, how would you define meaningful work? Um, and what, what meaningful work would you feel like you're at, uh, involved in today? First of all, um, absolutely. Uh, you know I'm 100% behind you. I love that you're doing that. I love that you took it on head on. Uh, again, uh, one, of the, one of the other key attributes to success in anything in life is accountability, is mm-hmm. ownership. Care about something. Have a passion about something and say, you know what, I got this one. Yeah. One of the most important characteristics I see of the world's most successful people is they're the people that while everybody else was complaining about something in the world, these are the people that said, you guys can go home. I got this one. Yeah. I ain't leaving until this is fixed. Yeah. So it's about owning something when everybody else is afraid to do so. And I just want to commend you, Tim, for doing that, Appreciate for taking it. For, for saying, I got this meaningful work. Meaningful work is important. Everybody tells you about everybody's. One of the other things it says behind me that you can read, it says, don't chase. I wrote this long ago. Don't chase money. Chase excellence. excellence. Money isn't meaningful. Excellence is. Mm. Money the product of excellence. Hmm. When you do something amazing in the world, you're going to get paid. I never once worried about money, but money always found me. Because you know what? I spent my life worrying about excellence. Hmm. I want to do something amazing in the world, and the money always follows the excellence. 
They yeah. show up and they just ring your doorbell because you did something incredible. Yeah. So uh, meaningful work comes from accomplishing things that are both fulfilling and impactful. Yeah. Fulfilling means you look back and you say, I set big goals. I worked really hard and I created something in the world. I did this. It was my hard work. It was my blood, sweat and tears, my sacrifice. Having anybody give you anything, anything that comes easy isn't worth having. So yeah. meaningful means you set a big goal and you worked really hard and you actually did the thing you said you were going to do. That feels different, right, than the easy path. And the other part of meaningful is impact. Is impact. impact. Did you do anything with your life that made anybody else's life better? Hmm. In fact, I have also somewhere behind me, I wrote another thing that says, you may be successful, but do you matter? Success is making another dollar for yourself. Mattering is making somebody else's life better because you were successful. Hmm. So that's what meaningful means. Are you doing something that you're proud of because it was hard to do and you accomplished it anyway? And are you using your life to make some other person's life better in a way that when you look back, you say, I did something bigger than just me. I used my success, my talents, time, my treasure to try to make other people's lives better. That's meaningful. So when you look for the kind of time you want, what kind of work you want to do in life, ask yourself that question. Is it going to be fulfilling to me? And is it going to leave an impact? So I look back one day and you got a legacy. You did something that mattered to somebody besides just yourself. I love what you're doing, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. That's such solid affirmation. I mean, the chasing excellence is, is I think what really kind of stood out to me is when you chase, when you take that ownership and you say, I want to be the best at this thing or offer the, you know, maximum value in this thing or, you know, solve the problem in a way that hasn't been solved before. And you chase that end. Um, that is, is probably one of the best definitions of meaningful work um, that I've heard. I appreciate you laying it out so clearly, um, so clearly for us. And I know you gave an example of, you know, the grant program, obviously, you know, the work that you're doing and, in global entrepreneurship. Can you, before we go, can you touch on that? You know, the work that's happening in the global entrepreneurship network that you lead? So um, I am the chairman of something called GEN, Global Entrepreneurship Network. We have a really simple mission statement. We set out to help anybody anywhere that wants to launch their own business do so. It's that simple. We're trying to build these support structures and ecosystems around entrepreneurs. What I get most of the time, Tim, is people say, man, I got a great idea. I just don't know what to do. Where do I start? How do I create a company out of my idea? That's what we teach. And I'm, I'm proud to say that at the Global Entrepreneurship Network, uh, we now have uh, people on the ground in 180 countries just trying to teach people how to help themselves. Yes. I wish I could help all the people in the world that I want to help or that yeah. come to me, but I can't. So what I can try to do and what we try to do with Jen is teach you how to help yourself so you can teach other people yeah. as well. And the other thing that I'm part of, Tim, is uh, something called the Unreasonable Group. That logo's also behind me right there. Oh, is that the one with the idea and the, the yeah, light and the wings? With wings. Yeah. Unreasonable, it focuses on only social entrepreneurs. We help the entrepreneurs who are trying to solve the world's biggest problems solve them. So it's all social. If you're trying to feed the world, educate the world, protect the world, whatever you get people out of poverty, if you have an idea that will help millions of people worldwide live a better life, social entrepreneurship, 
we support those entrepreneurs. So that's, that's for me, the meaningful work is uh, that we, we spend a lot of time training, educating, mentoring, inspiring, and then these entrepreneurs go out and they do amazing things. They yeah. create solutions. We've got one that uh, one, one company, for example, that found a way to produce meat to, fill, fill, to feed the world with no cows. They're producing the meat from cells. They're creating steak and cheeseburgers without ever giving birth to a cow and killing it. Now, wow. we just found another one where, where uh, this young uh, female that's into science, she found a way to create milk without a cow or refrigeration. So children and babies all over the world that have no access to milk can get milk now. Wow. Um, we found somebody that found a way to create drinking water out of thin air. It's a little machine. It sucks the humidity out of the air where you live, and it creates a, a bottle of drinking water in your house that it spits out from the thin air around you for people that don't have water. One more. There's another one that, that created an army of drones that can plant a million trees a day without humans. They're drones to reforest the earth. So I spend my time and we spend our time trying to do everything we can to find people like that in the world and to help them build the thing they're trying to build. Um, that's that, that's, that's that, my definition of meaningful. That is, that is, when you said the mission statement of Jen, the we want to help as many people as we can, anywhere we can, um, to, you know, that want to start a business. Um, we support them in that. It sounds so simple, right? It's just, we want to have everybody everywhere, you know, do this thing, but it's so big, right? This is simple and it's, and it's, you know, and it's verbiage, but the impact is huge, but, and then you can still be focused, you know, on that. And I think that's, that's that, you know, having that clarity, um, and having that focus, um, you hit incredible. such an important point there about simplicity. Yeah. Uh, the key to success is focus, and yeah. you can't focus if you have a complicated life. Simplicity wins. And yeah. what I tell people all the time is, man, we live in a complicated, noisy world. Put it all down. Stop trying to keep up with everyone and everything. Quit worrying about likes and follows. Tune it all out and go do something amazing with your life. Yes. Focus on something that you can go do, some problem you can solve, something that you can fix the same way you are. Uh, with meaningful work. You took one. You said, I got this, and this is what I'm going to put my time into. Yes. So quit worrying about keeping up with everything going on in the world and focus on getting something done. Simplicity is the key to success. I really believe that. 100%. 100%. And, and with that, we're going to be, we're going to go to um, the struggle call by 40. Um, and, you know, the one of the goals that I had to hit by the time I turned 40, which is in eight years, is that I want the Mr. Meaningful Work platform to be something that folks can subscribe to. It's a program. It's robust with tools and 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 consulting. And I wonder what that looks like now. But I just know, hey, that's what I want it to be. And so, what I've done this week in order to get to that is I have um, one of uh, the ladies on my team take a look at all the, the videos I put out last year and consolidate and put it all in one document. Um, to highlight the key learnings, I think I put about like 40 or 50 Meaningful Monday videos and put them all in one document um, so that I can easily highlight and pinpoint and start creating a program um, around um, those learnings and some of the definitions that I've received from guests like yourself and folks that we had uh, last year. 
So that's the one thing I've done this week towards that by 40 goal. Um, Jeff, I'd love to hear from you, you know, if the goals that you have um, for the year or for the next few years, what is something that you've done this week to advance that audacious goal? Okay, so by the way, you just shared some extremely valuable advice to your listeners. <clears throat> when your dream is big and you look at just the whole big dream, it looks too big. Like it's like standing at the bottom of a mountain and looking up and saying, oh, my God, that mountain's tall. Yeah. And it's kind of steep and it's kind of slippery and there's lots of rocks. Don't do that. Yeah. You know what you need to do? Pick a rock and walk, climb to that. That's good for today. And tomorrow, pick another rock. Yeah. And one day you look back and you'll say, whoa, I climbed this high already. Yeah. So your one do was something every week is really valuable advice. I do the same thing. Nice. I find things that I can get done now yeah. uh, one at a time. So an example of that for us would be, I'll use a Jen example, uh, which was like right before COVID hit, we had a couple new, you know, honestly underdeveloped third world countries that really wanted to bring and teach entrepreneurship uh, where they live. And, and, and try to create more inspiration for people to try to help themselves where they couldn't get jobs. So, you know, I have the goal at the end of the year uh, to try to bring a couple more countries on board. I went to, for example, the little country of Myanmar. It used to be called Burma. Most mm -hmm. people never even heard of it. Yeah. I went to Ethiopia, and I spent time getting to know Ethiopia. My wife is Ethiopian. People. I love Ethiopia, yeah. And I, so did I, and, and saying, how do we bring – so? That's an example of a one goal at a time. I went and spent a week in Ethiopia to try to understand the people, to see how we could help them, to see how we could bring the gen, our product, and our, our, our teachings to another country. So take one step at a time, but try to take one every day, every week, every month. And one day you'll look back and you won't believe how far you've climbed. Don't spend all the time staring at the end and saying, I'll never get there. Yeah. So I'm glad you shared that. Oh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Jeff, before we let you go, we had a question that came in about <clears throat> the grant program that you talked about before. And um, my mom, Augusta Laura, was asking, what is the eligibility or criteria or where can they find out um, how they can apply for that? Uh, right. program? So, uh, 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 again, the website is COVID19BusinessCenter.com. COVID19 Business. Let me see if I can put that in the chat here. Yeah, you can type that. COVID19 19. No spaces or dashes or anything, just C-O-V-I-D-businesscenter.com. And if you go there, Augusta, that's where you'll see it. The criteria I'm going to tell you is, first of all, like, you know, we start with grants of like $10,000 cash. If sending you ten grand right now would not really help you, we don't want you to take the money. We don't want somebody that owns 17 restaurants and the ten grand will be gone by Friday. We want to give money to the people that need it the most and that the cash will really help them because things are, are really tight. And so that that amount, and like I said, it goes up to higher amounts, but we're trying that we can't help everybody. So we're trying to help those who need it the most. But I'll be honest with you, part of that grant process is understanding, are you trying to do anything to help yourselves, right? So in the process, we ask you, what happened to your business during COVID? What things have you tried? What are you planning to do when you can do it? We want people that, that you know, will help keep you alive, but we want to see that you're going to do everything you can to help yourself and to thrive and to take care of your family and your community. So those are the kind of things you'll answer in the application process. And we're picking people that 
everybody in that community would be glad that we helped you stay alive because the community didn't want to lose you. Yeah. As opposed to somebody that, being honest, somebody that really just cares about themselves to spend the money on themselves and we'll never see them again. Yeah. We're, we're trying to find people that care yeah. and that show that in their community and their community would be proud to have you stay around and do whatever it is you do in that community. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, so guys, we are at the bottom of the program. What I love is that we had such a juicy conversation with Jeff that we flew by our time and it felt so fast. And I really, really appreciate it. Um, what I try to do, Jeff, is at the uh, the next day after a show is I just highlight three key learnings um, from, from that. So I'll post that tomorrow. I'll tag you um, on that. Just a reminder, folks, if you guys want Jeff's book, Scale, Miss um, Meaningful Work, myself, we're going to purchase one uh, to give away. So if you want the book, Scale, he gave us two phenomenal gems today as far as how to scale your business. Surround yourself with the right people, smart people, um, and get a gold medal in something uh, first, as opposed to trying to diversify a bunch of things. That's those two, right? And he does this for uh, business owners across the world, across the country. So if you want that book, Scale, um, uh, uh, courtesy of, of, of our organization, go to MrMeaningfulWork.com, fill out the form, send me an email, Tim, at MrMeaningfulWork.com, um, and we'll get that over to you. Or you can just tweet me. Um, at Mr. Meaningful Work without the O on the work um, on Twitter. Um, I'm going to leave you guys with our homework for next week because next week we have um, Kate, who is the CEO of a company called Lately that is doing crazy thing with AI, artificial intelligence. And the question here for everybody is what is the most annoying part about creating and posting content? Just think about that question. And we're going to answer that question when we talk to Kate Bradley Turnus next week, who is the CEO and founder of a company called Lately AI. Um, so what is the most annoying part about posting, about creating and posting content online? I want you guys to think about that uh, over next week. But Jeff, I'm about to throw our music back on. All right, Tim. Out. It was such, such a delight to hang out with you this afternoon. I'm so glad we were able to make it work. And thank you so much for the simple yet wise tidbit that you shared with us today. All right. Thank you, my brother. Keep in touch with me like you always do. <laughs> That's one thing I know I can count on. <laughs> All right. And we're going to hey. take care, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Late Afternoon Show. Hey, if this episode resonated as meaningful for you, please consider subscribing, downloading the episode, liking it, sharing it with somebody that you think would find it valuable. And if you have any thoughts or ideas on people that we can talk to or subjects we can cover, shoot me an email. My email is tim at mrmeaningfulwork.com. Again, that is tim at mrmeaningfulwork.com. Again, thank you so much, and we'll see you on another edition of the Late Afternoon Show.